What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Kings. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. I am a radio host at Sports 1140 KHTK in Sacramento. I uh, got a good one for you today on this 4th of July. Going to go over some of the other free agency moves that happened recently, as well as the California Classic, the inaugural California Classic that happened here in Sacramento. Uh, all that coming up next here on Locked on Kings on the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Kings. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got a interesting one here today, and I'm really interested in your opinions on a certain matter. I'm sure you guys can figure it out. Um... And we'll be getting to the California Classic and breaking all that down and Marvin Bagley and Harry Giles and just everything that went with it. Um, Actually, you know what? No, we'll get to that first because I usually don't buy into all this stuff and, uh, you know, how much it matters or this or that. Um, I'm more of a what happens on the court matters kind of guy. But I just have to give a major, major shout out to Sacramento. Um, And not just Sacramento, wherever you're coming from, Roseville, Bay Area, whatever, for everyone that came out to the the California Classic, because it was incredible. You guys showed out, like, for real. Uh, I know they said they were sellouts, back-to-back sellouts, I think, tomorrow. They're looking at another close to a sellout. The fact that you guys are packing G1C with over, you know, 10, 15,000 people for summer league games is incredible. Um, Definitely beyond what I thought it would be. And you guys showed out and made it an incre- a crazy environment, uh, basically a regular season environment. I mean, Detroit, Atlanta, Houston can barely get that crowd for, for a regular season game. And they're, you know, they were the number one seed in the Western Conference last year. So major shout out to you guys. Crazy environment. Made it that much more fun. I mean, Summer League, like I said, some regular season games don't get these crowds. Summer League definitely doesn't get these crowds. Uh, you guys, just awesome job on your part, and I think because of the success of it, there's no way it can't happen again. Like, this has to be a yearly thing, at least for the next couple years, I think, because uh, of what you guys made it. Um, and maybe that changes when, it, you know, when there's the starting five isn't playing in Summer League. Uh, you know, when Marvin Bagley and Harry Giles aren't playing their first games, and you don't have uh, De'Aaron Fox and Frank Mason and Justin Jackson. Or maybe it's the exact same next year. Um, we'll see. But I, I just, I, I just thought it was incredible, and it, it's something that uh, I had to mention. And it's something I usually don't buy into. I usually don't, you know. I, like I said, I'm more of a what happens on the court kind of guy. But, but uh, you can't ignore the the crowd and the environment and the atmosphere that that has been at G1C for those first two days of the California Classic. And hey, you got a uh, free Lil John concert too. That was pretty. That was pretty crazy. Um, so there you go. So, you know what? I'm going to, I, I was going to wait to do that and wait to do this, but I'll switch up the order here. We're going to go with a little G1C breakdown. Then we'll go, uh, over some free agency that, that just happened recently. So starting with the G1C, like I said, crazy environment, crazy atmosphere. Um, the place was buzzing. You got Lakers Kings in that first game, which 
You know, Sacramento gets up for it, man. They hate the Lakers, and I get it. Um, even in Summer League, they hate the Lakers. Uh, big beat LA chance going, and Marvin Bagley uh, gave, gave the Kings fans uh, in attendance something to go wild over in the first couple minutes with uh, that monster dunk over Mo Wagner. Yeah, I say it the, the German way, Mo Wagner. Uh, who, look, I think Mo is, is a, he's an interesting player. Uh, he's actually someone who I thought the Kings might look at if he fell to the second round, but he didn't anyway, so that doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, Marvin Bagley with a monster dunk over Mo. Uh, Frank lost his mind on it. Everyone lost their mind on it. But uh, it was a good game from Bagley and Giles, especially the first uh, first NBA action either of them are seeing. And yeah, I'll call it NBA action. I know it's just summer league, but... Neither of them have, I mean, neither of them, including Harry, and the reason I'm saying have even played a G League game. I know Martin Bagley hasn't had the opportunity to play G League, but my, Giles, this is his first first opportunity to get anything close to the NBA. And he looks solid. I mean, the guy's a fluid athlete, uh, showed some touch around the rim, hit, knocked down a three. So did Marvin Bagley. They both went one for two from three. Uh, Bagley went six of 11 uh, for 18 points. Giles, six of 10 for 13 so, it was it was a good first night for those two, and a good crowd to to welcome them, and just all that good stuff. It was it was a great night uh, for the start of um, the California Classic, the, the inaugural California Classic. It is exactly what you wanted. Uh, De'Aaron Fox had a hell of a game, twenty three points, nine to fifteen, uh, still one to six from three, which. It would be great if he could be a better three-point shooter. It would be really nice. Uh, we'll see if that ever happens. It's not if, if he doesn't. It, it doesn't mean he can't be a good player, but that will be something that can separate him from being, you know, good to great. Let, but again, let's just get good first. Um, but he was solid. Like I said all last year, he didn't seem to have any problem getting to his spots. I don't remember him taking a ton of bad shots last year. Um, forcing forcing it up, doing anything really that stupid or anything. Um, he just wasn't hitting shots. And la- uh, not last night, but the first night in California Classic against the Lakers, he was knocking them down. I mean, that I think it might just come down to that pretty much. Is he able to knock down shots? He had eight rebounds, as I've said before. Also, he's he's a good guard rebounder. He'll go up there and get it. He'll use his athleticism to to get some boards. Um, and he also played pretty well defensively. That's that's another thing. Obviously, because of his size, he's going to have defensive limitations. But it's about effort, and that athleticism that he does possess can definitely help. Definitely part of it. And he showed that uh, showed that on Monday night. I keep wanting to say last night. Last night was not the Lakers game, though. Uh, Justin Jackson had a r- rough first game. You know, five points, two of six from the field, one of four from three. <sighs> his uh, his progression, whatever you want to call it, is is really important to this team. They still haven't signed another small forward. Uh, it looks like it's another year of Justin Jackson, um, which is fine, you know, <laughs> uh, but. Can he develop into just a 3 and D guy? I mean, I don't need him to be great. I need you to knock down threes. I need you to play some defense. Maybe rip some boards. That's about it. 
Maybe just be a little more aggressive. And we did see some of that in the second game, which we'll get to uh, in a minute. But I just want to finish running down this first game because this, this was the one. This was the first night. Everyone was jacked up. And mostly everyone played well. Frank Mason, he's the last one I'm going to get to for, uh, for game one, had a solid game. 16 points, 4-7 uh, from the field, 2-3 from 3. He's just, he's Frank, man. He's a little bulldog. If he was 6-2, 6-3, he probably would have been a first-rounder. Um, he's got limitations because of his size, but the guy's got heart, and uh, he doesn't back down from anyone or anything on the court. So that's definitely something you like to see out of, you know, your backup point guard. Um, but he had a solid game. It was a good game all around for Sacramento in that first game of the uh, California Classic. And I just have to say, because I love you guys, and... I'll always be honest with you. Yes, small forward is obviously a need. No, Marvin Bagley or Harry Giles cannot play the three. It, it, it's just not happening. They need to find another small forward. The answer is not on this team, and it's definitely not a center that you're trying to move to small forward. I've heard people ask, I've heard people talk about, well, maybe Giles or, or Bagley can play the three. They can't. They cannot. And like I said, when, when Vlade said it, there's no way Giles, or there's no way Bagley can play the three. But if he can, then you hit a home run with this pick. But I would bet anything that he can't. Uh, so small forward still in need. I just had to get that out there because over those last two days at the G1C, I've heard a lot of people talking about maybe one of those two could, could be the answer at small forward and then you play Willie at the five. It's not. It's not happening, guys. So, I just had to get that out there. Day two was a little less uh, good. <laughs> I mean, uh, they played the Golden State Warriors in, in the second game of the G, uh, California Classic. And Giles Bagley did not play well. De'Aaron Fox did not play because of a minor... Something nagging, I guess, hamstring, something. I didn't get the exact report. He was just out, though. Um, so it was Justin Jackson, Marvin Bagley, Harry Giles, Dexter, Miles Jr., and Frank Mason uh, starting. And, you know, pretty much the only ones who played close to well. Um, none of them really did, though. Well, Justin Jackson. I'll start with Justin Jackson because, as I mentioned uh, just a second ago about the, the small forward position, it's it until something changes, it looks like it's Justin Jackson's spot. He had 20 points on 7 of 11 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3, um, 5 rebounds. I'd like to see him be a better rebounder because of his size, but you know who knows if that will ever happen. Um, but basically, he was aggressive. He, he seemed locked in, which is something that would be nice to see more of. Um, Two of five from three is fine, you know. I would like him to be better, but again, two of five is not bad. Um, if you go, if you go two of five for eighty-two games, that's forty percent. So that's all good. Um, but he was pretty much the, him and Frank were pretty much the only bright spots last night because it was just a tough matchup. Um, the the Kings are all you know first second year players, twenty twenty one, uh, and some of them nineteen. <laughs> Uh, years old, like Marvin, but the Warriors have a bunch of, you know, guys who are in their second, third year, uh, either in the NBA or uh, playing internationally, so they're, you know, it's just a different level of competition, and the big thing with Marvin Bagley and Harry Giles, they, I mean, 
they didn't play well. They went five of twenty-five from the field, so it was a tough, uh, you know, tough show after the the fireworks they put on on Monday against the Lakers. But a big part of that was they were going up against two uh, NBA, you know, defensive big men, uh, Damian Jones and and uh, and Jordan Bell, and so. Uh, not a welcome to the NBA moment, but just, you know, it's it's a lot different than going up against Mo Wagner, who is not a defender. He's, he's a scorer, and he plays aggressive. He's, you know, tough, aggressive player is, is Wagner, but, uh, you know, Jordan Bell and Damian Jones are, are two legit NBA defensive big men, and that's the thing we're going to have to deal with um, all year is there's going to be growing pains, and there's going to be nights like this from Giles and Bagley. And, uh, you know, again, it's just summer league, so it's not that big of a deal, but... In that same vein, it's just summer league, and <laughs> uh, as as solid as Bell and Jones are, they're not you know top level defenders. There's still better defenders that Bagley and Giles are going to have to face throughout the NBA season. And again, this is only their second game of quote unquote NBA basketball, so it you know it, it doesn't really matter, obviously. But uh, to for them to you know switch up the competition from Wagner to to uh, Bell and Jones, you see, you see the difference. You see the difference, and it's a big one. Uh, so it's something they'll have to adapt to. Um, but again, you know, they, they were active. Uh, Bagley, for me, took a few too many threes, started jacking them up, went 0 for 5. Uh, Giles 0 for 2 from 3. Uh, it's nice that they do have the ability to shoot the 3, and again, you know, probably analyzing Summer League a little too much because uh, I don't think he'll do this in the regular season, but if he does, then, it, you know, it's kind of a problem. Um, but yeah, you know, just, just rein it in from three. You don't have to take five. Um, because a lot of them were kind of off the dribble, ill-advised threes. Um, but again, it's just summer league. Uh, Frank Mason, solid game, five of 10, 16 points. Same, same Frank. You're going to get the same Frank every night. Um, at least as far as effort and, and just ready to play. And, uh, and that was him. That was him last night. Uh, so they did lose to the Warriors. Tough game. Um, but they have another one on Thursday. Should be another sellout. Again, shout out to you guys because you you made uh, this first California Classic special and something memorable. Uh, because if it was, you know, how it is in Vegas or, or in, uh, in Utah uh, or what was it? Orlando. They, used to, they had to shut down the Orlando Summer League because it was, it was, you know, it was basically a glorified practice. Uh, but you guys made this special. And the way you showed out for it was, was pretty incredible. And I expect the same tomorrow uh, on the last day of the California Classic. So that's my breakdown so far. I'll probably have more on Friday about it. Uh, as I said, the Kings did lose to the Warriors Tuesday night. And when we come back, we'll talk about some news about a former King going to the Golden State Warriors. That's coming up next here on Locked on Kings on the Locked on Podcast Network. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Locked on Kings. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. So just went over uh, the games from uh, the California Classic, which was awesome. Um, Bagley, Giles, I know they were the headliners. Mixed bag of, uh, of results so far, but they got one more day to impress. And then we got a, you know, a whole week in Vegas of games. So plenty more to see uh, from those two. So the big news out of the NBA, <laughs> and I'm not talking about LeBron. We talked about that, uh, what, on Monday. 
Um, the big news is DeMarcus Boogie Cousins decided to sign with the Golden State Warriors. Mm. I mean, that's it's crazy. I I remember when I first saw it uh, on uh, on Twitter. My first reaction was to check and make sure that it wasn't a a fake account, that it wasn't someone doing a fake Shams account, which is so lame that people do that. But hey, do your thing. Hope you enjoy it. But I had to make sure it wasn't a fake account, and then as soon as I saw that it was real, I I started laughing. It's ridiculous. Um, Again, it makes sense for Boogie because of his situation coming off the Achilles rupture. Apparently, there weren't any other real offers out there for him. I mean, teams were just out on him. Um, I think it's a good move for both sides, honestly. Uh, they, they're not, they don't have to rush him back. Uh, they don't need him for the start of the season. He can go slow with his rehab. Um, and, you know, maybe they'll get him in December or January. He says he'll be ready for training camp. I, I, even if he is ready for training camp, I think the Warriors will be extra cautious with him. And he won't start the season um, with them or, you know, playing, obviously. But uh, it it makes sense. And it's almost it was almost a petty move on his part where uh, it was like, okay, you know what? You guys don't want to offer me deals. You guys aren't going to give me any any uh, opportunities. Um, I'll sign with the Warriors. Deal with it. You know, (laughs) it almost felt like that. Uh, But again, I think it's a good move. It's low risk for the Warriors potentially high reward um i've look i've had negative things to say about boogie um throughout his time in sacramento and even new orleans even though he he was a little more buttoned up in new orleans still had some boogie to him but i how do i explain this as far context matters when it comes to boogie so when he's being looked at as the max player that you're going to give $200 million and build a franchise around like people thought he was with the Kings? No, I don't like that. I don't think that's the right move. I think moving him, moving on from him, and getting what you could, uh, which turned out to be one of the best three-point shooters in the game right now, and uh, you know a, a lottery pick that you turned into Justin Jackson and Harry Giles. Jury's still out on them, but you got some things for him. Um But when when the context is, you know, this is our guy, we're going to give him $200 million, and we're going to build around him, I don't like that. I don't think that's the right move to do with a guy like Boogie. I think he's volatile, all those things. But as a starter on, you know, a team with four all-stars and a team that already has its culture built in and is a strong locker room and a low-risk signing, like I said, it's $5 million, uh... I think it's the right move for both sides. He can rehab his image a little bit. Uh, he can play well, you know, with four all-stars around him, uh, potentially win a ring. And if it all goes bad, if he is the same boogie with a bad attitude, doesn't work in the locker room, doesn't like getting yelled at by Draymond for missed rotations, doesn't like, uh, you know, the way they play, can't play a fast tempo. If all these things, if everything goes wrong, they can cut him. So low risk, high reward. I like it. I like it for Boogie. I want to know what uh, Kings fans think. Um, not so much about you know the Warriors getting him and all that, and the league being ruined, which is you know whatever. Uh, I disagree with that, but you know everyone's entitled to their opinion. But what do you think about the Boogie move as far as being a Boogie fan or a Boogie 
detractor, you know, whatever. Uh, so let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at CTH415 because I want to hear your guys' opinions on this um, because you'll have different opinions on me. I, I try and look at it from a very uh, analytical standpoint of try and keep emotions out of it, but I know that's hard to do when, you know, he was the guy in Sacramento for, what, six years, six and a half years, whatever it was. Uh, so hit me up. I want to hear about it. I want to know what you guys think. Um, do you like the move for him? Uh, do you not like it? Do you like that he has a chance to rehab his image? Or do you think, you know, just whatever. Let me know because I'm interested. But that's my opinion on it. I think it's low risk, high reward for both sides. Um, and apparently he didn't have offers out there, you know, which is the craziest part. And other the, one of the craziest things that came out today was the Lakers didn't uh, want to sign him Apparently, he gave them the opportunity uh, to sign him for a similar uh, amount that the the Warriors did. Uh, offered him up to offered himself up to the Lakers, but the Lakers apparently their excuse for not doing it was that they don't have the time to wait for him to rehab, which is a joke because they signed a bunch of dudes off the scrap heap after they signed LeBron, like as if signing Lance Stevenson and Rondo. And JaVale McGee are the moves to get you to that next level. No, we have to. We got to push forward with with Rondo and Stevenson and McGee. We don't have time to wait for DeMarcus. And, you know, maybe it's just they don't want his, maybe they just don't want his, you know, uh, his boogeyness in the locker room, which is understandable. Um, but say that, you know, don't try and say, you know, we're, we're pushing for a championship here with Lance Stevenson as our second best player. So there you go. That's the boogie news again. Let me know what you think uh, at CTH415. Coming up next, we're going to break down a few more free agency things and wrap this thing up for the fourth. This is Locked On Kings on the Locked On Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Locked On Kings. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton, as you know. Going to break down one or two last things from free agency before we wrap it up for the fourth. Hope you guys are all safe out there. Seriously, be safe. Be smart. No fireworks accidents, please. Please. Um, I'm going to save my fireworks take for another day because I don't want to bash fireworks on the 4th. But uh, just be safe, you guys. Uh, So some of the things that happened recently, and this one, it's not a big deal, but Raymond Felton re-signed with OKC. And the only reason I mention that is because I do think that the Kings could use a vet point guard. And not one that you're starting or giving too much playing time to, but one that you can go to, uh, say, when, you know, De'Aaron gets hurt. And again, it's it's a little different because, you know, Bogey can can uh, handle the ball, run some point. But I would like one more, one more guy, like Jameer Nelson, maybe. I don't know if he's retired or what. But Felton was on the list. I was actually talking about it with uh, Jay Ross and Deuce last night. Um... And Felton came up, and then about a half hour later, he re-signs with the OKC, who, by the way, going to be the first $300 million team uh, in NBA history, including luxury tax. And I get it, because when you have a chance to run back a team that got eliminated in the first round of the playoffs for $300 million, you do it. If you can't sense my sarcasm there, I, I, I can't help you. Um... I mean, once they move on from Mello or whatever they do for Mello, it'll save them about $100 million, but still, they're, I don't know, I don't know, they're a little crazy, it's a little much. Uh, Dante Axum signed uh, with uh, 
Utah re-signed with Utah for $33 million over three years. Maybe a little overpaid, but again, his defensive ability is one of the things you're signing him for. I know he's had some injuries, not great offensively, but the way he can defend is is pretty much worth it. Dwight Howard, this one is the craziest because I kind of thought, I mean, who's going to who's gonna sign Dwight Howard? But as soon as he's bought out from Brooklyn, he's going to Washington, and that's just a layup for him to ruin that locker room. Um, that's too easy. I mean, come on, give me... At least if he went to the Warriors, it would have been a challenge to ruin that locker room. Washington, it's, it's just about there. That's like a tip dunk for him. <laughs> oh, that's mean, but I hope he hope he can figure it out, but probably not. <laughs> uh, Avery Bradley, two years with the Clippers, 25 mil. Good for him. Like him. Um, think he deserves his money. He's been bounced around. Um, so good for him. Tyreek Evans to the Pacers should be about 12 million. That one's not locked up yet, but should be done within the next day or so. Uh, that's about it for free agency news. None of them, none of them really affect the Kings too much. Uh, Wilson Chandler got traded to the Sixers, so he's going to contribute on a you know playoff contending team. Again, the Kings are still looking for a three. Wilson Chandler could have been that. But at that point, is it worth it to have Wilson Chandler taking minutes from Justin Jackson uh, from a guy you're trying to develop into your starting three? So nothing too big. Still waiting on the Kings, man. We all are. Uh, not a lot of names left out there. Restricted free agency. Still some moves to be made. I, I, You know, the Zach Levine stuff, I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But we'll see what happens. We will see. Uh, this has been Locked on Kings. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a fun, safe 4th of July. I mean it, guys. Be safe out there. Be smart, especially with the fireworks. Uh, let's all have a good time. Safe, good time. And uh, come on back on Friday. This has been Locked on Kings on the Locked on Podcast Network. Peace. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day.